back to the rich couch it's your host deborah and i have a guest here with me today i'm gonna let her introduce herself and um, we'll just jump right into our conversation and if you are new to my youtube channel here on the rich couch we're all about having rich conversations we believe in enriching relationships and we want to enrich your life all right let's jump right into it can you introduce yourself to the lovely people Yes. Hello, beautiful people. My name is Dr. Marceline Gurley, and I am so excited to be with you all today. How are you? Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for being here with us. So um, I know you through my person, my, your sister, my friend, <laughs> my college friend, but they don't know you. So if you can tell us a little bit about yourself, um, what area of medicine um, you study, uh, where, where are you from? Um, do you have any kids, husband, all that stuff? Awesome. Well, I am from the island of St. Martin, so I'm a transplant here to the United States, but grew up here in Florida. Mm -hmm. I have been married for six years to my amazing husband, Courtney Gurley. I have a little one who is three years old, um, and I am currently uh, expecting our, our second one um, in November. I can't wait to meet our pumpkin, which, is be, which will be a girl. Um, as far as my career, I am a family and psychiatric dual uh, board certified nurse practitioner with my doctorate degree. Um, and I currently practice full-time in psychiatry. Um, and of course, it always leads into physical health. So <laughs> we're always practicing that. And I also um, own a boutique, a plus-size curvy woman boutique. So that's nice. all about me. Oh my yeah. gosh. So it just, from you saying that, it sounds like you are a busy, busy woman. All day. <laughs> I feel like it, it never turns off. I believe every woman is busy in their own way, in their own right, and own passion. That's and um, and this is the the calling and the stage that God has me in right now. And I'm in. I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm enjoying it a lot. Learning balance. His balance. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I don't even. I wouldn't. I, I don't even think about the word balance in my current. <laughs> I can't imagine balance you're about to have a baby like in almost a month actually yes yes you know? and you work time yes you boutique can you say the name of the boutique yes curvy centrals boutique yeah oh that's yes. awesome and is this an online boutique it is all e-commerce all online yes we are all about making sure our curves and our confidence collide and making that woman that curvy plus side woman confident in everything that she wears I love that. I love it. I love it. I, I really believe in walking in your confidence as a woman. So I just love that, that promotion. That's awesome. All right. So, um, this, we are at the tail end of September and I've been sharing, uh, September is PCOS awareness month and PCOS stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. If you're not familiar with that, um, it's a hormone imbalance that I have been uh, just living with and journeying with since uh, 2016 when I was diagnosed. Um, so I wanted to invite some friends on here, some women on here to share about their journey. And we hope this conversation enriches your life if you have been uh, recently diagnosed or um, you've been living with PCOS for a long time. So Marceline, can you... Tell us about um, when did you find out you had PCOS? 
diagnosed with PCOS back in 2005. Um, I was a college student. Uh, There was a lot going on as far as high stressors. And I thought my cycle was missing because, um, or I was skipping cycles because of stress. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wasn't until I hadn't had a cycle for a good, maybe three to three to four months or so that I actually went and saw a OBGYN. Mm-hmm. But previous to that, um, I had always suffered from excessive cramping. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, well, at least I'm not cramping. Yeah. But along the journey, I was just gaining weight, um, feeling really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it didn't have to do with the way I was eating. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm already a plus size curvy woman and very proud of it. I've always been that way, but it was to the point where it was out of my control. Yeah, um, yeah. It didn't matter the diet regimen. It didn't matter how I exercised. It was not coming off. So initially I thought something was wrong with my thyroid. Mm-hmm. And so I go in to see my, um, my OBGYN and we checked all, all that off. Everything looks great with that. But then she drew some labs and it showed um, that I was uh, becoming like, um, it, like my insulin uh, insulinemia pretty much is what it's called. My insulin levels were pretty much almost pre-diabetic. And, um, and that was what was stopping my cycle. Um, if you know a little bit about the hormonal imbalance that happens with PCOS, it's actually a, a metabolic syndrome that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, where the body doesn't know what to do with the insulin levels at that point. Um, So it it just pretty much have free insulin, free sugars just floating around. Mm -hmm. And so that was making me pack on the weight um, and uh, causing my cycles to be missed. And when you don't have a cycle, you're considered inovulatory. You're not typically ovulating every month like every woman would be so um i was placed on birth control instantly um and it did help as far as me having a chemically induced cycle Mm -hmm. um every month and i was faithfully taking it and i didn't have cramps you know during those cycles because they're chemically induced and um i was doing fine um i remember um when i got to see another obgyn who I I, kind of thank him for what he said to me Mm. when he said it was pretty much my fault that I had PCOS. Whoa. Yeah, it was was your fault? It was my fault that I had PCOS because of my curves and my weight. And and it was really hurtful. And I thought to myself, okay, well, what does that even mean? He was like, well, it's going to be very hard for you to get pregnant one day, uh, Mm. if at all. And at that point, um, I went and, and, and just honestly sought God and it was like, okay, well, Lord, what, what does that mean for my future? Having, um, been dating my husband for quite some time and I knew his intentions were to get married and I know that he wanted children. Mm -hmm. So I told my parents about it and they gave me so many different options as far as, um, uh, freezing my eggs, trying to retrieve them. And mind you, I'm in my early twenties. 
Mm -hmm. So I'm like, what? That costs money. Yeah. <laughs> money and you're that, student at this point, right? At, right. I'm like, money I don't have, and I'm not married yet. So what are you really asking of me? Um, and they told me um, that my ultrasounds look like my ovaries with PCOS. You have lots of small cysts, you know, fluid-filled cysts. They're like, my ovaries look like bags of grapes on both sides. Mm -hmm. So they wouldn't see me actually having any sort of um, ovulation. So <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know what to do at that time. I decided like, okay, well, you know, I still have a lot of time. I'm not getting married yet. Nothing's going to happen. I can just, you know, enjoy my life. But of course that day did happen when my husband proposed. Mm. And I remember the conversation we had within that week. And one of the questions I had, I, one of the topics I brought up was, hey, if we can have kids, would you be okay with that? And he looks at me like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, well, this is what, you know, I have been told. And he said, well, I don't, I don't accept that. I don't accept that diagnosis. I don't accept that, you know, that that would be our future. We want children. We, we know and we love the Lord. And if God puts that desire in our hearts, mm -hmm. he's going to make it come to pass. Right. I looked at him like, whoa. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 So check me. Okay, check me. Check me. Okay. So um we get married and honestly within the first because we I knew all of this was happening in my mind and because of I always call it my medical brain and my spiritual brain. Mm -hmm. All of it has to come into alignment with the word of God, no matter what. But my anxiety was so high, I was operating that medical brain. I was like, well, we need to do this as soon as possible. Mm -hmm. there's a time frame there's a clock that you know we're all following right. and and if we all know the truth there is no clock god's timing is his timing but we always oh, get we that. fool ourselves with that yeah so yeah. um we immediately started trying naturally by ourselves mm -hmm. and here goes year one nothing happened year two nothing happened mm. top of year three I said well I'm going to go see someone um went to an OBGYN who gave me absolutely no hope and um pretty much told us that um I need to find a different route as oh, far wow. as conceiving really and what did they what did they mean by that what did they mean by finding a different route Right, we, we're uh, talking about um, IUI, intrauterine insemination, okay. um, IVF, mm -hmm. and the biggest one he told me was pretty much just adopt, because trying to retrieve an egg um, with my stage of PCOS mm -hmm. um, would have been difficult, mm -hmm. because again, I would not have a cycle if I was not on birth control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, and, and, and you start to fool yourself, like I said, again, and, and accept that, that that's just what it is. Um, but my husband and I really started praying and seeking God about it. We're like, well, God, we want children. We know that you are the giver of life. We trust in your hands. We know that you are the one to create and you will provide this baby. So we sought God and he told us, it was pretty much a formula. I always call it our formula for our family. Mm -hmm. And he said to me, he said, my, my husband was traveling. He said to both of us separately, he was in another country and I was here. And he said, I want you to sew. I want you to 
fast and I want you to pray. Mm-hmm. And how that actually looked like, I had no idea. Because <laughs> I thought I was already doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I asked God, like, what does that look like? So I'm praising, I'm part of church, I'm this ministry, that ministry, I'm going, going, going. I'm going after Jesus. Right. You know? <laughs> what does that mean? Because I'm still going through, but God was like, you're still going, you're, you're still chasing after me, but you're still doing you. Mm. And when he meant by doing you was, I was actually taking all the hormones. I, we are actually had um, three failed cycles with hormones and IVF. And we, well, sorry, we did the IUI first, the intrauterine. We failed. You have to do the treatments like you're doing IVF for you to do that, like to, to stimulate your, your ovaries to oh. produce an egg. Okay. So I'm injecting myself. I'm doing all these things, which I do. I never discourage women to to not do because God has a path for every woman on how you. Right. Every woman's story. Everyone's path completely is different. different. So completely different. different. Mm-hmm. But we we did that. We spent that time. We went through that, um, and we were believing that that was going to be the way. Yeah. But God told us there was something else that I had to do. And he told us to pray, to fast, and to sow. And so we went on a fast seeking God's face. And God taught us about forgiveness. Mm. Forgiveness binds, you know, the, the wounds. And how we couldn't produce in that season because I had a lot of unforgiveness, a lot of things that I didn't think that I was holding on to, but I was. Wow. So, so I had to let go of that past hurts and people and all of it. I just had to really sincerely lay it down. And I actually had to let go of my pride Mm. because throughout this entire journey, good old pride, good old pride, honey, this entire journey, no one knew my husband and I had been going through all of that for all of those years. Wait, what do you mean? Nobody knew. No, but I never shared. We never shared with anyone. When we finally told, mm-hmm, finally told our family, we're like, they're like, what? Y'all been doing what? What? Because they're thinking we're just not trying to have a baby. Oh. And every time they would wait ask. A wait a minute. Ah! <laughs> wait. Okay, because you guys were newly married people, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, newly married people always get these questions because I know I got them all the time. When are you guys going to have a baby? When are you guys going to have a baby? So what did you, what, what was the response when people would ask you guys? Typically we would say we're too busy. My husband was traveling a lot. I was working mm-hmm. on a, a, another degree. So I was like, oh, we're in school. Oh, he's traveling the world. You know, all this stuff. We put all these facades up and kept ourselves busy. Mm-hmm. We kept ourselves busy. So the questions would have to be about our schedule. Mm, and it wasn't because we didn't have the desire we just didn't know how to approach the subject Mm. with people because everyone around us had babies right right everyone was getting pregnant so I'm invited to everybody baby shower yeah and I'm going to everything (laughs) and I'm thinking I'm looking at God like really Jesus but the part that really sticks out to me and and I've learned so much from is when God told us to sow mm. we thought it was about us you know increasing our tithe or giving more in our offering but it was actually to sow in our time into other people oh wow can you can you expound on that what, what yes that? well during that time it just so happened in my church everybody was getting pregnant uh-huh. I'm talking about like 12 women 
at the same time. Oh, and okay. yeah, I'm looking at them like, <laughs> what water y'all drinking from so I can go to that fountain? <laughs> what are y'all doing? It's different from me, God. Like, what? what is it that I don't have or possess to be a mom? It was all these questions about me, 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 me. Mm-hmm. And God's like, no, I'm, I want you to sow. What started happening in our church, we were a, a newer ministry. We wanted to serve our, our congregation, especially the women who were, who were having babies. I had to help host a new mommy and me class for our church. And I'm sitting there like, okay, Jesus. Wow. Mommy care. Okay, let's do this. And at that time, I was practicing full-time in pediatrics. Mm-hmm. So I was seeing newborns all the time. All the and time. So work you're seeing newborns. And now at church, you're part of this mommy and me. Uh, yeah and I'm thinking to myself this is a lot Jesus like you know and nobody knows so I'm like okay I just have to and put then a smile on my face this whole time you guys are trying to have kids yes so I have to keep a, I keep a smile on my face keep everything great and then like go home and just sulk yeah like why not me you know and we started a meal train at the church for the women after they because they've uh, given birth to their babies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I started getting text messages about joining the meal train. And I'm like, oh, I don't have the time to cook dinner for nobody. I just get off of work. I'm exhausted, Jesus. Yeah. You know? And in my heart, I felt a tug like, no, you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. You are going to do this. You're going to cook a meal or deliver a meal or whatever. And I said, okay, Lord, I, I'll do it. Not knowing that was my sowing season mm-hmm. of me setting my pride aside, setting myself and my want aside. So I went and delivered meals to every woman that had had a baby. And not only you thinking that you're bringing the meal, personally brought the meal. (laughs) (laughs) And it used to be nuts because not only would you just bring a thing like, oh, I'm just going to give them a bag and walk out. Like, oh, have a great day. You know, I don't want to disturb you, baby. No, because they knew I practiced in pediatrics. Hey, come in. I have a question for you. Oh, Oh, come in. I have a concern. And my heart is like, I don't want to come in. And (laughs) (laughs) thank you, but no, thank you. But God wanted that for me because at the end of each time I delivered a meal, I ended up wanting to, my heart was always tugged and led to pray for that woman Mm. and for their baby. Oh, wow. And when I drive, get in a car and drive home, I'd be in tears. Oh my God, when, when would that be me? I don't, I don't understand. And we, my husband and I had started the process of um, going into foster care and everything and things just didn't want to line up for us. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, okay, God, I'm, I'm letting go of everything. I'm just going to let this be whatever you want it to be. At this point, um, I had finally told my sister and my mom what's going on. My mom said, do you truly believe that God can give you a baby? I'm like, mom, yes. Stop asking that question. <laughs> you know, do you truly believe that, believe that God will heal you from PCOS? I'm like, mom, I've done everything mm-hmm. and nothing's worked. And literally, I, I remember a week I woke up and I was like, I used to have a really bad thought process about my body. Mind you, I was body confident and everything. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden I was like, oh, this is a problem. That's a problem. Mm-hmm. And one day I stood in the mirror and I stared at myself and I le- I heard the Lord say, I don't see what you see. Mm-hmm. Oh, and wow. I was like, okay. <laughs> and so I had to start complimenting different parts of me. 
and I started complimenting and, and then I started making different changes. Like, okay, I'll wake up in the morning and I had a smoothie and I'll say, I'm going to go, go for a walk. And it went from going for a walk to, you know, joining a, 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 a body fit club thing mm -hmm. just to get curve fit. I wasn't, it was, the goal wasn't to lose weight, just curve fit, mm -hmm. get me motivated to in like, prep myself, prepare myself for pregnancy. Yeah. I started doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and every step that I took to prepare myself for pregnancy, I just knew it was going to happen one day, mm -hmm. you know? So my vitamin levels, I was like, yeah, I'm going to still go to the OBGYN. I'm going to get my labs. I want to make sure my labs look good. Mm -hmm. My sugars come down and, um, and my cholesterol looks great. Mm -hmm. And I remember like my progesterone levels were a little bit off and all this kind of stuff. So I said, okay, whatever we have to do to get that to be better, that means lowering my stress level, I will do that. So I had to let go of certain things in that season. I felt like a load was lifted at that time right, when I started right. to take care of God's temple. Yeah, like taking care of your actual body. Mm -hmm. Right. So I was like, I'm going to take care of my body. I'm going to work out. I'm going to do the labs. I'm going to watch what I'm eating. Um, I, I'm going to enjoy what I'm eating, but I'm going to watch them, you know, all that. And it took us almost four years, mm -hmm. you know, to, to become pregnant. Yeah. And, but it started with me saying, I have to take care of what God values the most. And when he told me, look in the mirror, he doesn't see what I see. He didn't see, I, I couldn't see what he see, mm -hmm. you know? So I had to take care of cleaning, you know, up my emotional health. Yeah. You know, oh, and, important. right. Cleaning my emotional health and making sure I'm secure in my faith and my understanding of who he is mm -hmm. and what he's created me to be and what he can do. I had to believe that, yeah. but he also had to teach me how food can help me heal mm. and not be a crutch for me to just, you know, say, Hey, I'm going to go eat this burger and that cookie because it looks good right now. And I'm not an emotional mess. Yeah. So can you it was a, about that a little bit when you said, um, you felt like he was showing you food could heal. What does that mean? Food could heal. So I actually, like I said, I went to get my labs done. Mm -hmm. I found out, and I've kind of really always knew that I was anemic. I mean, growing up, I had anemia all the time, mm -hmm. but I never knew. And it's kind of, it's kind of weird that I didn't know this because I wrote my thesis on vitamin D deficiency in, in African American. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. And I never knew I had it severely. Wow. So a bottle of vitamins that can cost you from five to ten dollars mm -hmm. right so has a lot to do with controlling the sugars of the body energy fatigue all, all of that into your vitamin d and as african-american and black individuals we don't absorb vitamin d through our skin naturally like you know sitting out in the sun we've sit there for like 16 hours or more who right. do who does that period mm -hmm. so i found that i was chronically vitamin d deficient Mm. And of course that, that causes you not to be able to ovulate, you know, or even have very, um, very funky, um, eggs, you know, I did not know that I did. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I remember yeah. my doctor was telling me that I was vitamin D deficient and I didn't realize how that was related to my health. I was like, Mm -hmm. your egg count oh, no. your egg health is very it's very important it's very yeah. important yeah. so we went through the process of just really just looking at all of my chemicals 
my levels. I'm making sure that I have folic acid. You know, there's a lot of people whose L-methylfolate, which is a derivative of folic acid, you're deficient in that as well. That causes the depressive feeling, the lack of energy, you know, um, and motivation, even like your sexual health suffers um, as well. Um, because you're, you're, you're not wanting to engage with your spouse, you know, a lot of that and depression falls into it and anxiety as well. So I learned a lot about myself, what I have been teaching others for a long time. Mm. Because we tend to not pay attention to ourselves. Right. Right. And so once I got to that point and I understood that I realized, oh my goodness, I can help myself. By just saying, okay, we're going to do a green smoothie every morning. Mm-hmm. I'm going to ensure that it's like a protein packed smoothie with spinach and kale. Um, I mean, it doesn't sound like it tastes great, but it tastes good to me. You know, coconut yeah. milk. I cut down um, foods that were inflammatory causing foods. Mm-hmm. I'm a very big cheese eater. Mm-hmm. Um, and dairy, unfortunately, mm-hmm. is one of those foods that cause inflammation. Dairy. Yeah. I love the dairy, but I've been seeing that. a lot of research, a lot of yes. PCOS material does say that to cut out the dairy, to cut, cut out, out the dairy. Cut, and, I, and I did, I cut out the cheese, I cut out the dairy and I became actually a pescatarian mm-hmm. for almost eight years. I've been a pescatarian now. Oh, wow. So, um, and it was until this pregnancy because of iron levels that I had to re-include um, eating chicken, which is mm-hmm. really hard for me. Um, but um and that was because my iron levels just plummeted and they're like well you need to eat some protein protein let's have you eat some chicken and I was like oh but it 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 helps me out you know helps me for where I'm at in my pregnancy right but um previous to that I I eliminated those and it's not to say that those who don't eliminate that won't have you know will automatically have success with PCOS Mm-hmm. I just understood that I needed to cut them out because of the inflammatory process. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that ice cream, yogurt, I had to find substitutes for those, <sighs> you know, <laughs> I had to find substitutes and they're great. It, we're in a great time, everybody, where we have soy, um, which I kind of stayed away from still because of estrogen. Oh yeah. That's but, right. So I stayed away from that, but um, I was an almond and a coconut ice cream mm-hmm. person. There's some and really good almond-based um, ice creams and desserts. I right. Like stuff. Right. I like the milk, but it'll do the job. Yeah, it'll do the job. It actually tasted really great, you know. And I really started looking at my carbohydrate count. Like, where could I have cut back? What can I substitute? And around that time was when that cauliflower whole thing just started rolling oh, out. Oh, the cauliflower rice craze. Right. It started really rolling out. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and jump on that bandwagon. Yeah. I'm a pasta eater. I love pasta. So um, I decided that that was something I was going to take out because carbs, some carbs, especially depending on what kinds they are, can cause inflammation. Mm-hmm. And if you think about a metabolic syndrome where there's disorder of the hormones, there's inflammatory factors as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I'm going to make sure that the foods that I'm eating don't cause additional inflammation to what I already have from stress. Mm-hmm. So your stress levels could be good. And it's still stress and it still causes inflammation. So you ha- you don't want to ca- make your food cause inflammation as well. 
Mm. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, I, I, I just started thinking in that regard. Um, and as far as water intake, and we all know this, drinking half your body weight in ounces, mm -hmm. you know, daily became a challenge for me. But I decided that that was something I was going to do. Make sure I'm flushing the toxins out of my body. I'm flushing my kidneys constantly because whenever you get pregnant, your kidneys work three times harder. Oh, you know, we, they're working harder. Yeah, they're working harder because you got to produce urine for you and for baby, you know, mm -hmm. so your hydration and you don't want dehydration. So I started practicing some things that I would do during my pregnancy. Mm -hmm. um, and and you started thing, practicing these things before the pregnancy. Correct? Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Before the pregnancy. So you kind of make it, a, it's a habit. Now it's, it's stuck with you. Um, because I always thought about if I, if, if I, if I practice it, it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, I love, I love that mentality. Yeah. Our minds are so powerful, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. One of the most powerful tools we have are our minds. Mm -hmm. So if I practice it now, it's going to happen and health pregnancy is one of our healthiest states. Mm. you know people are like i have more energy because you're trying to protect a baby you're trying something precious is growing so we're protecting we're nourishing that baby so i figured you know what i'm going to prepare the space for the baby and i'm going to continue that into my pregnancy right so when we found out we were pregnant with my son although i knew and i believed for it i couldn't believe that it actually happened really yes i was in shock this was what you had been preparing for. All right, the right. Lifestyle changes, the nutrition changes, all of that. You were prepared yeah. for this. We're, I was prepared for it, but it's still an absolute shock. Because again, you, especially in the field where I work, you have your scientific brain and you have mm -hmm. your faith brain. Faith that one day it will happen scientifically. Like, well, God, this has to come into alignment before this happens, you know? Right, so, right. and that's where I always struggle and I still struggle there. And I'm always asking God for his direction with that, that I let go of that and really allow him to move. So yeah, um, yeah. that's exactly what happened. Just walking through this journey of PCOS, I learned more about my relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. And I learned what I needed to do to participate in his blessing. Mm -hmm. And we, we have to participate. We have to do our part, you yeah. know, whatever it may be, changing our food, changing our mindset, changing our way of serving others. Um, because we can get so caught up and be depressed and the, my time, my time, God, my time was going on. And God's like, no, it's my time, mm -hmm. <laughs> my time. I want you to pour my time. So my advice to women, some advice that I would give women would say, yeah. don't, don't cut the journey short. Mm -hmm. We, we so want a result. We so want a positive test and we so want PCOS to go away. And, and I firmly believe if we do our part, you know, and seek the help that we, that we need for that season, it will happen. Yeah. However, in, during, during the journey, let's try to learn more about ourselves, learn more about what we need, because we're going to be, we're going to have to use that during our parenting moment mm. we're going to have to use that as we grow a pregnancy and become parents 
mm-hmm. you know, or carry a pregnancy. It's all a process. And if we think about it that way, it helps more. And I know the struggle so well. Yeah, I know it so well that, and I can tell you that it is possible. It's possible. Yeah, I mean, you're a living, breathing testimony that is possible. You're on pregnancy number two. <laughs> number two. And again, the, I I can tell you about that one because this happened this year. And um, November of last year, we go to the OBGYN. Um, of course, they're in, you know, regular checkup. And they're like, do you guys want to have any more kids? Um, is that something you're desiring? And I'm like, well, yeah. It's kind of taught. And I answered just like this way. Yeah, you know, we've been talking about it. But you have so much uh, traumatic residue mm. from trying with your my first I do okay, I did first one okay yeah okay. trying it's like it's like a lot of residue you're like well I went through all this and it's not that like I don't have faith God will do it it's just do I really want to go through this thing again because the first thing I really want to go through this process again again. Yeah. So I remember saying that to, to the OB and um, first thing, and I, I hadn't changed OBs at this time yet. And I knew I had, I showed up, but um, he goes, he's like, well, here's all your scripts to start your hormonal treatment for IUI or IVF, whichever path you desire. Cause I don't see this happening again. Oh, and wow. I looked at him like, okay. I took the scripts. And uh, mind you, this is, a, I mean, I'm a provider, but I'm on the other side of the, of the, of the fence this time. Cause I'm his right, patient. Yeah, patient at this point. Right. So in my mind, like you didn't even try to sell me any hope, no labs, no nothing. Great. Took it home. And he was like, well, your ultrasounds are saying that your ovaries are, they are looking a little bit more inflamed and all of this mess. I go home and uh, I remember crying to my husband, I'm like, here we go again. And I knew my husband want, wanted another child. Mm-hmm. So I just looked at him. I'm like, I don't know if I can go through that again. And he's like, you, he literally told me like, you won't have to go through that again. Mm-hmm. He's like, he did it before. He'll do it again. Yeah. So I went in for follow-up um, ultrasounds and sure enough, I had additional cysts from my previous week before having my son. Oh. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, this is, you know, and plus now I'm, I'm older, you know, my son is three. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, okay, the probabilities and all this kind of stuff. And right. finally, I remember one morning I was in my prayer closet and I told the Lord, it was on my heart so heavy. And this is in January. I told the Lord, I'm like, God, if you don't do it again, I'm, I'm so okay. Yeah, I'm so okay with that. And I felt like I really let it go at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, I went upstairs and took care of my son. And I spent the whole day playing with him because I really meant that. And next thing you know, we find out we're pregnant in March. Oh, of this year? Of this year. Wow. Not No treat. I actually forgot to start the treatment come February, like I was told because everything that was happening with work and transitioning and all that stuff. So I, I, w- I was thrown back, but then I remembered, you know, hey, God is faithful. And when they told you, you wouldn't even have 
one more, you're lucky if you have one, he's giving you two just to prove that he can do it. And he. All right, Marcelin. So if you could give a young woman just a word of encouragement who's found out she is recently diagnosed with PCOS, what would you tell that young woman? I would tell them to, first of all, don't lose faith. Mm -hmm. It can happen and that it's a healing process. Like I said before, you get to know yourself during this journey. I would also Mm -hmm. say that you learn to take care of your body and whatever deficient areas that you may have. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't be afraid to seek a second opinion. Yeah. Don't be afraid to seek a second that. opinion because what you think you've heard may not be the complete story. Mm-hmm. And, and the reason why I say that is because everyone's way of practicing is different, you know? Um, and, and it's, it's okay to find someone that can actually help spark some hope. Mm-hmm. It's all about giving hope and not giving a terminal diagnosis. Right. I love that. I think that is so um, vital. And I hope that's what this conversation did for people today. Help spark some hope. I love that. Excuse me, because oftentimes when a young woman is given a diagnosis like PCOS, it could be very uh, depressing and just get you down and discouraged. It can discourage a couple who is trying to have kids. Um, So I think that's so huge to just make sure you're with a provider, you're with the team who is offering you hope. Thank That's you so right. much, Marcelin. This has been welcome. awesome, awesome, rich conversation, rich in faith, rich in encouragement, rich in knowledge. It's been so good. So if someone wants to keep up with you or find you on social media, how can someone find you? You can find me on IG at Dr. Marceline Gurley mm-hmm. and on Facebook at Marceline L. Gurley. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate this conversation today. Blessings to you and your family. And to anyone who's watching this, thank you so much for joining the Rich Couch, where we strongly encourage rich conversations, rich relationships, and we want to enrich your life. Bye, everyone. Thanks for watching.